0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you're watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumon with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential and deploy it. It's Christmas season here. It's Christmas Eve. Tomorrow is the big day. And I want to take this opportunity to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry Christmas. And thank you for tuning in. I want to encourage you to share the link, invite other people to join us. We're going to be having a very important conversation today about Christmas about the why of Christmas. We can all agree on the how. The how of Christmas is talking about Christ being born. However, we make a big mistake when we only focused on the how and not the why. The why is very, very important and we are going to be zooming in the wide today. It's very unfortunate that many people have decided to remain at the how. Because of that, Christ has been taken out of Christmas and replaced by consumerism. We exchange gifts nothing wrong with that we eat we drink we dance nothing wrong with that however there is a big why jesus was born there is a big why god sent his son to become flesh on our behalf and today we are going to be focusing on that If you haven't subscribed to my channel yet, this is your opportunity to do so and you stay tuned for more updates. It's very, very important for us to focus on the why of Christmas. I'm saying this because the celebration of the birth of Christ has been reduced to material consumption and many other things. Why? Many people are uncomfortable to mention the name of Christ because they have refused to acknowledge the why of Christmas. If you understand the why of Christmas, you're not going to have difficulties saying Merry Christmas because Christmas celebration is about Christ. It is, it is not Xmas as some people even say it Jesus Christ the son of God was born on was born more than 2000 years ago he was born for a reason and today i'm going to be focusing on that reason the why jesus was born therefore to tap into the whole essence of christmas we must factor in the why of christmas what is this why of Christmas? The why of Christmas is this God loves us. The why of Christmas is God loves us. In short, God loves you and me. God loves everybody in the world. Now, before we talk about the love of God, it's, very, it's going to be very helpful if we can define what love is. I was listening to a rabbi not too long ago talk about love. He said many people have what we call fish love, fish love. These people say we love fish. Why? Because sooner or later, that fish is going to become their dinner or their lunch. There's so much talk about love today. And some even say, well, this is a season of love. Let's love one another. What do we mean by that? What is love? I want us to define love so we can appreciate God's love for us. Christmas will be meaningless without us understanding God's love. Christmas is not about Santa. It's not about reindeers, and Rudolph. It's about Jesus Christ. And that's why we have to move from just saying happy holiday to Merry Christmas. If We're talking about December 25th. We're talking about Christmas. I don't, I don't understand why people are very uncomfortable to say Merry Christmas. Jesus is the reason. God's love is the reason. And God's love is amazing, as we are about to discover. We should all get excited talking about the love of God. There's nothing that can com- be compared to God's love. Look, God's love is different. It's not fish love. It's an unselfish love. That is eternal. It never ends. It never runs out. God's love is so big. Our arms cannot go around it. It's so deep. We cannot reach to the bottom of it. It's so high. We cannot get over it. God's love is eternal. It has no end. And it is available to all who don't merit it. None of us moved God to send his son to be born none of us did anything to merit God's love. God's love is free. What passes these days in the name of love is nothing compared to God's love. Now here is an excellent definition of God's love found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse four to eight. Love suffers long, and it's kind, love does not envy, love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, It's not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity. But rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. Love never fails. Love hopes all things, believes all things, endures all things. It's not easily provoked. It doesn't easily get angry. Do you know anybody that loves like this? You may be wondering that this type of love does not exist. You are correct in thinking like this because humans don't have the capacity to love like this. We are selfish by default. Without God, we can't do it. I say this because love is a person. Love is a person. 1 John 4.8 says that He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Love is a person. Love is not an emotion. Love is not a feeling. Love is a person. And that person is a person of God. And that's why for us to truly love, for us to walk in love, for us to love one another. We have to receive God. We have to receive the love of God. God understood this, and that is why he initiated the idea. He initiated the coming of his son. I said love is not a feeling or emotion. Love is a person, and that person is God. Therefore, to love, we must have God in us. This is why Christmas becomes very important, because God came in the flesh, lived among us, and is now available to all of us. In the beginning, the first Adam sinned, disobeyed God, brought in separation between man and God. We needed a second Adam to come in the flesh to reconcile us back to God, to get us back into God's presence. And that is exactly what Jesus did. Now, how do we know God loves us if love is not a feeling, if love is not an emotion. I want you to listen to this very carefully because most of the times we miss it when we want to feel it. You don't have to feel it. You don't have to feel the love of God. Let's see what God has done. What is the manifestation of God's love? How do we know God's love us? Not how do we feel God's love us? No, we know because God has demonstrated that love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us. It's talking about something that has already been done. We can refer to it. The love of God was manifested towards us that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, and that we might live through him. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation of our sins. When you think of Christmas as we are going to be celebrating tomorrow, it is a demonstration that God loves us. When you are celebrating Christmas, it is a manifestation of God's love for us. God's love for us has been clearly manifested through the action of sending Jesus Christ to be born in the flesh. We don't need to ask for any other proof or any other evidence that God truly loves us. He sent his son. Yay! We should get excited. God loves us. He sent us his son. The heart of Christmas is the birth of Christ. However, God did not only end... At his son being born, he had a bigger picture. He had a bigger plan. And that is to save us from our sins. Remember it is written, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There is none that is righteous. All of us, including me and you, have all sinned. God's standard is too high for us. And that's why Jesus had to become the propitiation of our sin. He had to become sin for us. He had to fulfill God's righteous requirements. And This is the greatest news ever that you can receive that which God has done for you through Christ. And so God had a bigger plan. Jesus being born. What? For us. That's why it's written, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God so loved the world. He gave us his Son. Christmas is not about Santa, it's not about Eating and drinking is not about buying new clothes or exchanging gifts. Those things are fine. Please don't get me wrong. But you miss the picture if you don't accept God's gift of eternal life, God's gift of forgiveness of sins, God's gives of salvation through the person of Christ. Please. If you've never thought about this, let this Christmas be a Christmas with a difference because you put in the time, the energy, and the effort to understand the why of Christmas. God so loved the world. God loves us. We haven't done anything to merit it. We'll never be able to merit the love of God. All we can do is accept it. Therefore, everlasting life, is the why of christmas god loves us god wants to give us everlasting life we're going to live forever in his presence jesus was born so that we can receive god's free gift of salvation which includes the forgiveness of sins and reconciliation to god now we can enter into god's presence in my presentation on uh, the 70 benefits of Christmas, I talked about the fact that we are God's children. And if we are God's children, then we are joined heirs together with Christ, seated in heavenly places. If we are God's children, we can call him our Father. We have access to the resources of God. We have access to God's abundance. And if you want to doubt if God really cares about us having abundance, you think about the air that you breathe each day. How much does it cost you to breathe? Zero. None of us can live for five minutes without air. That is the most essential physical resource that we need. And God has given us not only freely, but abundantly. We breathe in and out without even thinking about it. That is who God is. Abundance. And when we become a child of God, You are now connected to the source of all things. The cattle on the thousand hills belongs to him. All the silver and the gold belongs to God. He is now your father. You cannot see that it has made Christmas to be way bigger than a new pair of shoes or eating and drinking. Paul wrote to... uh, the Galatians. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Wow, Jesus loved us and gave himself for us. He has become our life. He has become our righteousness. We live by faith. Faith is not wishful thinking. Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you've not seen. Faith is not about blind a blind leap. No. We have faith in the bank. That is why you put your money with them and you write a check Against the money that you have in the bank, you give it to somebody confidently without thinking about it. You don't need to feel if your check is going to clear or not. It has nothing to do with your emotions. It has nothing to do with that. You write a check because you have money in the bank. God's promises as written in this word are more than money that we've put in the bank. We can have confidence in that. We can believe what God has said. We are celebrating Christmas. This is a demonstration that God loves us and sent his son. So we need to believe the why of Christmas, that our sins will be forgiven, we'll reach out to God and ask him to forgive us our sins and embrace his love for us. Paul is saying that here that Jesus gave his life for us. And Jesus himself said, said that word in John chapter 15, verse 13. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Jesus was born. He did not remain in the manger as a baby. He grew up. And when he was 33 and a half, he was crucified. He laid down his life for you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter the sins you've committed. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus laid down his life for you. He's your friend. He wants to forgive you. Can you receive that gift of forgiveness this Christmas season? That is the best way to celebrate Christmas. You need to get reconciled to God. You need to come back home and become a child of God once more. If we only look at baby Jesus in the manger, we miss the bigger picture. Jesus, shockingly, was born to die. Jesus was born to die because of you and I. He died because of our sins. And Christmas will not be complete if we don't talk about the death and the resurrection of Christ. For Christ to die, he had to be born. For him to be resurrected, he had to die. And that is why Christmas really becomes very important, it is the starting point of the manifestation of God's love. and God's love is made whole, is made completed when Jesus hung on that cross and he died because of you and me our sins. None is good with all sin. I, I, I went through the definition of love. You realize that none of us can love like that. None of us can love like that. Without God, we cannot. Jesus died because of our sins. This action of love has paved the way for us to become God's children. Yes, God's children, children of a creator of the heavens and the earth. When I was 12 years old, I heard the gospel. It was presented very simply, and I was made to understand that my sins were separating me from God. Thank God that the person who presented the gospel went ahead and told me how I could be reconciled back to God, how I could become God's child again. I confessed my sins, I asked Jesus to become the Lord of my life. And from that day, my life changed. I've written a lot about it. have so many books written. But I just want to tell you, the day I realized that the God of heaven, the creator of the, of the entire cosmos, was my father, it changed my life completely. That's why in two thousand. And and one, I was sitting at the geology conference in Cameroon, and I heard God told me, Eric, you are going to go to the United States for graduate school. I heard it very clearly. I was not praying. I was listening to a talk on remote sensing. I heard it in my spirit. I didn't hear an audible voice, but I heard, you're going to the United States like me, go to the United States. How is that going to be possible? I don't have the money, the U.S. is too far. I mean, In actual fact, I wasn't having up to $100 in my name in a bank account to embark on that journey. But I had this understanding that God was my father and that if he gives me instructions and I obey, he was going to take care of it. And that is how I found myself in the United States eventually, but it didn't make it easy. I remember when I showed up the first semester, I, had, uh, I was supposed to pay my tuition for about $4,000. And uh, I wasn't having the money. I wasn't having any scholarships to pay. And when I told my roommates, God is my sponsor, they thought I was crazy. I had one roommate from Turkey, one from Uganda, and one was a U.S. citizen. They had all come prepared to study. They had enough money. I had no money, but God had told me to come to the United States to go to school. I showed up believing that now God, who had all the resources, was going to take care of me. And surely, take care of me, he did. I always talk about the story of my socks. So during that period, I asked God, I need some socks. I didn't tell anybody I needed socks. A Couple of weeks later, late in the night, I heard a knock on my door at about 11 p.m. I got up, opened the door, and um, there was somebody in my room with a package. I took it and opened it. Lo and behold, six pairs of socks. Up to that point, I've never had six pairs of new socks before. I got excited. Please don't get me wrong. It wasn't about the socks. Please, it wasn't about the socks. It was the fact that if God could take a moment to provide something that basic and mundane like socks, man, he was going to provide my tuition. He was going to take care of me. I got excited. And when I asked the guy, why did you bring me socks? He said, I went to Walmart to shop, and the Holy Spirit told me, I should buy you socks. My faith got strengthened. I got excited. And I'm here to tell you that's how I finished graduate school debt free. Today, I'm bringing this story to let you know that God loves us. God wants to get involved in your life. He is your father. You can have access to God, you can talk with Him. He can give you directions. Now is the time to open up and receive this greatest gift this Christmas season. And that is why I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed to say Merry Christmas. I'm not ashamed to say I'm a Christian because what I am is because of my understanding of who my Heavenly Father is. It's not something to be ashamed of. If any of us went and went to the White House uh, on the invitation of the president, we'll take selfies. We we'll want everybody to hear, oh, I went and met my president. An opportunity for us to become children of the Most High God. That is what Christmas is all about. An opportunity for us to come home, to get reconciled to our Heavenly Father and become His children. When you're a child of God, you have everything. Everything. Everything is the most exciting thing to, to, to happen to anybody. The great gift of Christmas is Jesus Christ. And God's love is great because it's an eternal love. Jeremiah 30, 31, 3 says, The Lord has appeared of all to me, saying, Yes, I've loved you with an eternal love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I've drawn you. God's love is essential because it's eternal and it's unstoppable. Wow. God's love for us cannot be stopped. stopped. God's love for you cannot be stopped. Romans 3, Romans 8, 37 and 39 says that God's love, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, no angels, no principalities, no powers, no pre- no things present, nor things to come, no height, no depth, nor any created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow. Wow. Please permit me to read it again. Let me read it again. I've said love is not feeling. No, you don't have to feel the love of God. No. He says he loves you. He's demonstrated it by sending his son. We're celebrating Christmas. It is a confirmation that, yeah, God loved us and he sent his son. And Jesus came, why? So that he would die on the cross and make us become God's children. You can become a child of God now. Today, you can become a child of God. You can get reconciled to God. We're talking about the love of God. Why? Because. It is an eternal love. And Paul says that what? For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We have the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing, nothing. You are loved beyond all measures. All you have to do is to accept that love. The greatest news of all is that because of Christmas, you have the capacity to love. We love him because he first loved us. We can love other people now. We can love God's love. Why? Because when we accept Christ, we are given the capacity to love because God will love other people through us. We talk about love all the time. Love one another It's a season of love. But we don't have the capacity to love on our own. God is love. We need God to love. When we invite Christ, when we accept the gift of Christmas by inviting Christ in our lives, we are going to be able to let Him live through us and love other people for us. Jesus Christ is the reason for this season. It's not Happy Holiday, it's not Xmas, it's Christmas, it's about Christ. Let's put back Christ in Christmas because the love of God is the why for Christmas and the love of God has been made manifest by Jesus coming and dying on the cross on our behalf to cleanse us from our sins and make us to become children of God. There is an email below the video eternalkingdom101 at gmail.com. If you want to know how to become a child of God, if you want to know how to get reconciled to God, email us. There's a phone number there as well. You can call the number 2149083963 to get details on how to become a child of God. If you don't want to call, you can simply do the following. Acknowledge that you've sinned, ask God to forgive you your sins, and ask Christ to become your Lord and Savior. Merry Christmas. Thank you for watching. Stay tuned for more updates and God bless you wonderfully.